0: Hey, everyone, welcome back to Panther Pit. I'm Jenna Sanders, sitting down here with Riley. We are doing a special edition from Atlanta Motor Speedway.
1: Yeah, today it's a kind of from the Panther Pit box, if you will. Um, but, uh, yeah, we kind of have an overview of everything that was going on. Um, Friday, um, kind of all day, there was a lot of action. Friday, one of the busiest days of the weekend. And uh, I guess we can start with kind of the, um, the uh, cut practice and qualifying. We'll just start with um, those guys. Um, as far as, well, really all day if you're going to practice or qualifying. Fords and Stuart Haas uh, both ran pretty fast. Um, um, I believe Ford was fast. I think they had a top finisher in both practices. But then in qualifying, you had um, Almirola, um, Clint Boyer, or Daniel Suarez, who are all Stuart Haas, racers. also, um, they were 1, 3, and 5. And then um, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who was a 2, was um, also in a Ford, um, although being for a different team. Um, And Denny Hamlin was the only top five finisher who wasn't in a Ford and he was in his Toyota.
0: And then we have the Hendricks drivers who are usually some of the top drivers. They were running pretty slow in the pack. We have Elliott, Johnson, Bowman, and William Byron, and they just kind of struggled to be able to get into that top ten and even have a really a chance for the Mm pole.
1: Yeah. No, um, None of them top ten finishers the closest was Jimmy Johnson at 11. then you add Alex yeah, Bowman, I'll 16, I'll William I'll Byron, I'll 17, Chase, chase Elliott. 22. <laughs> 22. Um, and um, we were talking about, you know, Stuart Haas is being among some of the fastest. But surprisingly, last year's winner at this track, Kevin Harvick, was the slowest um, on the team. He struggled a little bit. Seemed to be running a little slow all day. Um, but they'll have one more practice today at noon. And, of course, they have the race tomorrow. But, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Ford, four out of the top five, um, we're in Ford's three of them, stewart Haas, mm-hmm. so uh, those are probably, you know, team slash manufacturer to be looking out for.
0: And then going into the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series, so they, ha- they ran two races yesterday and they were supposed to run the, practice, the qualifying this morning, but I believe we may have to cancel that one, and we, they had already canceled the Xfinity qualifying today, mm-hmm, yes. so... Um, However, Stuart Friesen topped first in practice for both practices, so in the first one he had a max speed of 177.204 miles per hour and ran that lap in 31.28 seconds. And then Ben Rhodes actually led the final practice with 177.726 and his speed actually topped uh, Friesen's in the first with 31.194 seconds. Sh- rookie Sheldon Creed actually was running real fast in both of the practices. He placed second with his highest speed being 177.334. However, his slowest was only 0.1 behind.
1: Okay, nice. Um, <coughs> it looks like uh, Matt Crafton, which uh, he's always a threat in this truck series at Atlanta Motor Speedway, he finished third and eighth in the two practices. Um, his top speed was 176.28 miles per hour. Um, Best time, 31.45 seconds. So, um, um, veteran driver, he's always a threat here in Atlanta, so you make sure you're you're watching out for him. Another veteran, um, Sauter, he got fifth place in both. Um, He was faster in the second practice, 176.431 miles an hour. But um, those are two veterans that you definitely can't sleep on while we're here.
0: The second practice is definitely running a little faster than the first one. It was paced a little faster with Ben Rhodes pacing for the second practice. However, Harrison Burton flirted with the top 10. He was only able to be within the top 10 for the first practice where he got ninth with 174.636 miles per hour and then fell to 11th during the second practice. And then the only cup driver driving in the truck series is Kyle Bush. He was, uh, he was fast in both, ses- both sessions, 6th and 3rd, and then he was 3rd with the second practice with 177.312 miles per hour at 31.267 seconds. And
1: and, um, yeah, we know in Atlanta, um, one of the big things is your your speed in the long runs. And um, so when you look at some of these ten lap averages, although Sheldon Creed um, he got some of the fastest laps in practice, his long run speed um, it wasn't you know near the top. But um, Kyle Busch, on the other hand, was the quickest in the ten lap average during the final practice, with his average speed being one hundred and seventy four point six six miles an hour.
0: However, last week's winner, Georgia native Austin Hill, breaks apart basically before even finishing a lap in the first yeah, he practice. Went
1: to go and found out that something broke.
0: He couldn't. His truck just would not be able to go. So, however, he actually did quite well in the second practice. He placed six with an average with a speed of one hundred and seventy-six point oh three four miles per hour and a time of thirty-one point four nine four. We actually got a chance to talk to Austin Hill before he even hit the track for the first time, and here's that audio right now. So you switched to the truck the won championship last year. What's some pressure that goes along with that for you?
2: Uh, well, you know, there, there's always a lot of pressure when you, when you get in a, a truck that's capable of winning races and winning championships, so um, I felt like a lot of pressure got taken all of, off of us winning Daytona, for sure. Um, you know, going into this weekend, we get i feel like we get to just go have fun not saying that we don't have fun anyways but uh you're you're able to just relax a little bit we can try stuff throughout the weekend this weekend and and down the road um whether it's trying to save fuel and make it to the end and pitting early and and doing some some crazy things or maybe it's trying a new setup that that scott's been kind of throwing around um you know, and he, he's not too sure about trying, but now that we're now that we have a win and we're in the playoffs we can try all those things. We can come to the racetrack and, and just try crazy stuff. So I feel like it, it relaxes you a lot. Um, I feel like I still have something to prove. Yeah, one day Tony but I feel like I still need to go win win a few more races to show that I belong.
1: Do you think throughout this transition there's you know, one or two things you can point to is like the biggest thing you've learned?
2: <clears throat> yeah, um the big, one of the biggest takeaways in going into to Hortori Racing is just how, how good their trucks are. I know that we ran Daytona, and people always say that anyone can win at Daytona. You just have to be there at the end. You have to get the right push, the right draft, but we had a really fast truck. I mean, it, it, it wanted to lead. It wanted to be out front in clean air and, and wanted to lead that lead pack. So um, I felt like I learned a lot from, from Daytona um, going into this week, and I felt like... Um, there's definitely a lot of big differences going from a team like I, I have been with in the past um, to a team like this. Just the way the way they go about practice, the way they go about the race strategy, just a lot of stuff that that they do. I feel like it, it's just going to make it that much more fun and, and a lot easier on me as a driver um, throughout the season.
0: So, what's your expectation for the season after already winning a race?
2: Well, now that we're now that we're locked in. Um, it's just racking up stage points as much as we can. Uh, like I said, taking gambles and maybe, maybe there's a race that we aren't necessarily as good. We might we might have a fourth or fifth place truck, but we're gonna we're gonna take big gambles. And if if it doesn't work out and we finish 15th, who cares? I mean we 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 have already gotten a win in, in in the win column. We've already you know as long as we get stage points and all that uh, for for when the the final. Uh, eight start for the chase for the championship Um, you know we we can take a lot of big gambles and and do a lot of things but my outlook in it uh, is to try to make it to that final four going into Homestead and and whatever happens from there happens from there I I feel like if we get to the final four it's going to be it's going to be a good season for for us and our team Um, but obviously the number one goal is to go win the championship
1: Do you have any advice for you know some of the young drivers that are just starting out
2: just don't give up i i'm 24 years old i'm going to be 25 in april and um a lot of guys have asked me hey is it is it maybe time to to give it up and hang it up you know you're starting to get older there's a lot of drivers that are 18 to 20 years old that are in the xfinity or in the cup series and, and you know they're already to that level and i'm not i'm I'm way behind but uh you know just every day i, I just keep i keep pushing um you know, even though we have this Hatori racing deal, uh, I'm still looking for sponsors uh, every day. I I'd email people. I try to talk to people and get to know new people and new faces uh, throughout the weekend. And um, I would have never thought in a million years we would be with a team like Hattori. Um, I've always thought that I would be kind of in the mediocre equipment because we've always done it where it's, it's a family-owned team. And then last year we we started with Tyler Young and um, he's Tyler Young and Young's Motorsports really the reason I'm I'm here today because they gave me a lot of exposure a lot of um, stuff I was able to take away from last year running a full season um, and I felt like that helped me going into to 2019 but uh, just keep grinding that that's the biggest takeaway I can tell you I just as soon as you give up you, you might as well hang it up if you mm-hmm. give up then you're done, but as long as you keep pushing and, and just try to meet people each and every day, there's no telling who you're gonna come across, and it might be a sponsor that has a lot of money that want, that likes you and wants to go down that path with you. So, like I said, with United Rentals, they really stepped up their game in 2018 going into 19, and that's the reason we're we're in Hattori's ride, is just because we, we kind of got lucky that uh, we have some great partners.
0: All right, and then lastly, so how do you, how does it what? Sorry, what does it mean to you that you are finally getting the recognition after going through with some lesser funded teams?
2: It means a lot to me. Um, I think I think really the, the icing on the cake to, to take away from this is uh, Mike Greci He's the manager over at Tory Racing. He actually approached me on running the 16 truck for 2019. I, it wasn't something that i went to him and was like hey man can we make this work it was uh, he came to me he i guess throughout in k and n cars he i've known him ever since i was 15 16 years old running k and n cars and um he just i guess he saw something in me that you know a lot of people don't see and um he took the chance he we got to talking we threw some numbers around and and i was able to pitch it to united rentals and we were able to make it all work um it's kind of, it's kind of surreal that it's still that that I'm in the 16 truck. Um, it, it's hit me for sure, but um, it, it when I wake up every morning it, it makes me appreciate what Greachy and, and everyone has at Hattori has done for me.
1: And as we talked about, he took over number 16 truck previously driven by Brett Moffat, and that was last year's um, championship winner. Um, anyone last year's raced it. Um, Motor Speedway Me now is in um, number 24 he finished the opening practice fourth on the speed charts but uh, in the second practice dropped all the way down to 14.
0: Today they have the trucks will race at 430 and then uh, fines were set for 1040 this morning.
1: No guarantee that that uh, still happens. Yes. (laughs) Um, If we move into Xfinity um, we had a This was, as we talked about in the Cup, um, a lot of Fords dominating. This one was more Chevy. Uh, Cole Custer led the first practice 31.108 seconds. He got up to 178.28 miles per hour, getting up close to those Cup Series guys. um, He dropped down to third in the final practice, so his speed dropped down to 176.448. Justin Haley led the second practice, and he was third in the first practice. And then um, one of the favorites for the race, Christopher Bell. Um, he finished in 2nd and 8th, um, but he's still looking to show that long run speed. 31.324 um, was his best time.
0: And then last week's winner, Michael Annette, finished the session 7th and 10th, but had the fastest 10 lap average in the opening practice with an average of 171.719 miles per hour. And then speaking of the 10 lap averages, so more JR Motorsports teammates had fast 10 lap averages in the final session. So, Gregson and Al Geyer definitely were two of the faster ones with the 10 lap speed. We had 172.715 and 172.652, respectively, and they were fifth on the top ten average speed chart was Brandon Jones. And we
1: actually got to talk to Brandon as well, another Georgia native, and we um, well let you listen to that audio real quick. So, Vow says that you were like, born in Atlanta, grew up in Atlanta, you
3: know, around where? What high school? Yeah, uh, Ridgeview Middle School was the middle school I went to in then Riverwood High School I did that for a semester and then uh, started actually racing in NASCAR in high school so I, I kind of later had to go to North Carolina to pursue that a little bit more so uh, did a semester down here though and uh, and enjoyed it pretty good
0: what did you enjoy the most about the Atlanta area
3: well I'm kind of a southern boy myself and, and kind of like to be out in the, in the country and so I was I was more in the city so I, uh, I had some friends that actually lived in, uh, in more, more south Georgia, and I loved going down there and hanging out. Um, but where I was at, I was not a big fan of it, uh, so I'm, I'm glad I'm in North Carolina now. Um, do you have a, a favorite high school memory from that
1: semester that you were here? Gosh, not really, you know, because everyone
3: has you know, so many different things that they're pursuing. In, in Georgia, uh, when, you, when you go to North Carolina, it's just racing, you know, it pretty mm-hmm. much is the only thing that they're doing, so there's more common interest there. I, uh, I had a group of friends that, that thought it was cool but I didn't really let it get you know very public in the high school that I was at um, but I, I did enjoy going to it um, but like I said I, I was in a small circle there.
0: <laughs> so how do you balance racing growing up and truly finding like yourself?
3: It was hard uh, because you know you're missing so much school you're, you're leaving almost every Wednesday or Thursday and you're trying to make up you know time that you lost at school um, so it was very hard to dip to, to balance that. Um, and and to be competitive at the same time, you got so much stuff going on. Uh, luckily now I, I turned 22 and um, haven't really looked at, at doing any uh, college credits or anything yet. But um, focusing on on trying to make this a career, I guess you'd say, out of it, and uh, trying to trying to get to the top of the sport right now. Can you
1: just talk about like you know what got you into it and like what point you hit when you were like, okay, this is what I want to do? Uh,
3: my first race, uh, I think I was probably. 10 years old or so i think it was las vegas uh weird track to go to when you're tim but yeah. uh it, it was the first one i went to and i remember going there and i'm like man this is unbelievable this is really cool um things have changed a lot now since that uh since that i guess race a lot of the things about the car and the sport have changed but um i've always been a car person i've always loved even diesel trucks and semi trucks and uh all kinds of stuff so once i once i saw that firsthand i'm like gosh i think this is something that i you know maybe want to try to do and um, the track that I ran at, the two tracks in Georgia that I ran at growing up were at our, uh, Gresham and uh, Lanier Speedway. Uh, those were the two local tracks that we ran, and we'd run those just every Saturday, Friday, Saturday uh, of a weekend, and um, eventually built it up to start yeah, yeah. getting into NASCAR, but that's what got me into it. The first race I ever went to was, was you know, Jeff and pretty cool.
0: If you could only pick one track to visit in Georgia, obviously not Atlanta Motor Speedway, which one would you pick and why?
3: Uh, one track, I'd probably have to go back to Gresham. Uh, that was probably one of my favorite tracks. Uh, it used to be called Peach State, um, and that's, that was the fastest track for me whenever I was growing up racing at. Um, they had just repaved it, so it had a lot of speed. Uh, people were setting track records and stuff, so it was pretty cool.
1: Like we were talking about in the second practice, um, Haley was at the top. You know, third in the first practice. A lot of those Chevys um, were fast in both practices. Nine of the top fifteen were Chevys, so um, they were definitely dominating. And then um, we have a driver from Peachtree City. He finished both sessions twentieth and twenty fourth. That was Garrett Smithley. The top speed he reached was one hundred and seventy point five three seven. And as we already mentioned. Um, the qualifiers were canceled, and um, but the Xfinity race is set up for 2 p.m. today, so hopefully we still get to see that.
0: And tomorrow we will come back at you with another from the Panther pit box, <laughs> and where we will have more interviews, including Smithley, and we will recap today's race and set up tomorrow's.
1: All right, yeah, wow. so um, make sure you're tuning in, and obviously we've been pumping out stories like crazy, but um, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.